Well, good morning. Thank you for being here today and uh, sharing your holiday weekend with us. And uh, we're just really excited about today. We really truly believe the service is going to be a blessing to each and every one of you. And if you're a guest and this is your first time here, uh, we just want to let you know that today's a little bit different service than we normally have. So you've got to come back next week. Uh, I promise it'll all be back to normal next week. Uh, but this is what our church has been on. We've been on this journey the last two weeks. In fact, last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, a whole bunch of our people went out to sites all over Metro Detroit and served and shared the love of Jesus in a practical way. And so today on Labor Day weekend, we had the opportunity to hear stories and to see pictures and videos and to see just the impact that our church has made in the community. Those that rolled up their sleeves and got dirty and were willing to do whatever it was that they were asked to do to bless somebody else. And so what we do is we call it Step Out and Serve, and we always have the last Sunday of August and then the first Sunday of September. And uh, I want uh, to start today by introducing you to those that are part of the leadership team that worked on this weekend for months and months and months and just diligently uh, met faithfully and really put all the pieces together for us to be able to go and serve. And so uh, last week we introduced you to him. Uh, he's not here today. He's actually watching via live stream. And I know there's a bunch of people watching live stream today. Uh, Ron Cusera is on a much needed vacation over in Grand Haven. So uh, Ron was the chairman of Step Out and Serve. And then his planning team, the people that uh, came around him that helped him do this, were Greg Bohm, Shelly Langlois, Michelle Cusera, Don Kluster, Beth Ann and Scott Cote, Katie Davis, Anna Zimmerman, Brian Farrell, and Steve McBurney. And so if any of you are here today, could you just stand so that we could recognize you? We want to recognize you for leadership. Thank you. And then Ron also wanted uh, the congregation to know that he couldn't have done this without Kelly Veach. Uh, she's our office and special events coordinator here at Shepherd's Gate who walked alongside him, who helped get all the things uh, put together in the computer system to be able to pull this off. And so we just want to praise God for Kelly Veach this morning as well. And if you didn't know, Shepherd's Gate's a church that every dollar that comes in, we give 13% right back outside of our doors. And so there's a group of people, six members that sit on this committee, uh, that get to determine the funds that are distributed. So uh, last year it was over $250,000. And so the Mission 13 team is headed up by Dave Dion, and the members are Bonnie Vetter, Beth Ann Cote, Katie Davis, Aaron Kaya, and Gabe Roser. And so this team works with the Step Out and Serve team. They're the ones that fund the efforts that we're able to do. And so we just wanted to take this morning and recognize them as well. So if any of you are here this morning from the Mission 13 team, if you wouldn't mind standing so we can recognize you. Dave, you are back. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Honestly, there's nothing more exciting than, than watching uh, the people of Shepherd's Gate take on these tasks and these roles and serve and, and be able to do this. And we just thank you for your leadership. And uh, if you have an outline you want to follow along, I'll just tell you the step out by the numbers this morning. Uh, there were 29 sites or projects that we were able to com uh, complete. And you might be wondering, okay, that seems different because didn't you say 31 sites last week? Well, there was actually two sites, two homes that we were going to go and bless, but the people actually pulled out at the last second. So uh, we were able to complete 29 sites, 25 individuals were served, 350 people uh, from our congregation plus served all over Metro Detroit, 1,600 bottles of water, 1,700 man hours, and $17,000 uh, from the Mission 13 was used to fund these projects. 
Not only that, but congregation, uh, last year we put together 50 of these teacher kits that you see, and so these kits are designed to give to teachers to help uh, uh, resource students that aren't able to bring in the school supplies themselves. And so a lot of times school teachers spend their own money uh, funding the kids that maybe aren't able to participate in this, and so we wanted to create these kits to give them to the teachers to be able to help them do that. And uh, last year they made uh, 50 kits, and because of your donations, because you just came in and gave so many supplies, they actually assembled eight, or 68 kits this year, and it's, the word has gotten out, you can see there's not 68 kits up here, because teachers have already called and wanted them before the Sunday morning service. And so they've already distributed so many of them into our community today, and to think that it includes 7,208 crayons. <laughs> So Shepherd's Gate, again, you, your funds, your sacrifice, giving above and beyond, going and getting the school supplies. And it's just crazy because it seems like it never ends. There was so much left over that they took the rest of the supplies and they're giving them to Bill and Ellen Gass to take down to Honduras. So Shepherd's Gate, again, you guys are awesome and you are generous and you're the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. So give yourselves a hand this morning. And today, I want us to turn to the uh, passage that we used last week, and I want us to just, again, be reminded of what God has called us to do, and that, that Shepherd's Gate truly isn't a church that is here for ourselves. We are here to serve those that don't yet know Christ, and we are here to share the love of Jesus in a practical way that people know that because God cares about them, we care about them. And so I want you to grab one of the chair Bibles that's in front of you and turn to page 1016. Because this passage is so good, so powerful, it's worth reading again. If you have your own Bible, it's 1 Peter chapter 4. And starting in verse 7, I want you to think about this. Peter, this is what he's saying. The end of all things is at hand. Anybody agree with that this morning? Is ready for Jesus to come back and for the troubles of the world to be over? Amen? Yeah. Right? The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, he tells us, because we know this, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers, which is what we did as a community. We came together and we prayed. And it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins, our sins and the sins of others. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And this book was actually written in the Greek, and this word hospitality, and as it's put in this phrase here, show hospitality, actually means to love a stranger, which is what so many of you did. You went out to someone's home, or you went to a site, or you served somebody you didn't even know, and you befriended them, and you shared the love of God in a practical way. And I love it because it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And that's exactly what took place for John and I to be able to go and to deliver popsicles to the sites. And uh, some of you might be wondering, uh, you know, on Saturday I mentioned last week that I was able to get to seven sites, and so he thought he should beat that number. And so Sunday he set out with his popsicles, and he did. He beat me. He got to ten sites, the turkey. So, um, but, but to be able to go... And to see our people firsthand serving and sweating with their sleeves rolled up or going to sites and seeing people interacting with people face to face, it's truly humbling and awesome to know uh, the kind of church that we have and what people are doing here. 
uh, as part of Shepherd's Gate. And so today I'd want you just to hear from me. I wanted you to hear from some of the uh, site leaders and some of the projects that we were able to do. I wish, honestly, that we could highlight all 29 sites. And you could hear the testimonies from each one, but I know none of you would actually stay here for that. You would start leaving one by one. Uh, so what we did is every year we just kind of narrow it down to a couple sites uh, to, and to be able to do that. But we did have a video made, and Jeff is, just does an amazing job. I'm pretty sure he got every single site in this video. And so we want you to watch this video as we kick this part of our service off. Step up and serve weekend. Awesome. You look sweaty. It's just uh, a joy to help whoever needs the help. It's amazing. Thank you so much.
So whatever way you served, whatever that was, if it was making cookies, bringing in bottled water, doing the lunches, going and, and blessing the first responders, or being at a site, we as a church just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We've gotten so many text messages and emails from all these sites uh, this last week and just their gratitude and how they wanted to make sure that we just told you that over and over again, that you would give up your weekend in the summer in Michigan to serve and to bless others. And I also think it's really cool that the kids are in the service today. Amen? All right? They don't have their kids' program. So kids, wave at me. All right? You're going to love this. Don't, because I'm going to stop talking, because I know you're like, ah, Pastor Tim's talking. Give me my coloring book. You're going to love it, because these people are going to share. So kids, you're going to want to listen to this, because uh, you're going to hear some powerful stories here. And so first, uh, many of you, I know you know uh, Sharon Allen here. And, uh, but anybody that doesn't, maybe they're new to Shepherd's Gate, maybe you can just introduce yourself, tell them how long you've been here, and a little bit about your family. Well, my name is Sharon Allen. I've been here for, I want to say, like at least 21 years. Um, I have a son and a daughter that, uh, of course, went through the youth program with Tim as their youth pastor. Um, I'm a nana, and soon another on the way, due March the 3rd, so I'm excited. We're hoping it's a girl. <laughs> and as you all know, my uh, my husband passed away last year, and, you know, that was definitely devastating to me and uh, I was so elated and so blessed when um, Ron told me that uh, they were gonna use me and uh, Anybody that knows Carlton and Sharon knows they're some of the most committed people to Shepherd's Gate. And um, my site is one of the projects. I was getting ready to retire, and I am retired now. And I was just feeling really overwhelmed as to what I was going to do and what I had to do, but. The group came in, it was a two-day project, and they painted my house and did little projects and fixing things around the house for me. And the outside crew worked so diligent, and they were just filthy and dirty, and Tim contested that. They had, oh, they just worked and just totally cleared up everything, and I'm so blessed, and I'm feeling so blessed. And I definitely thank Shepherd Gate for helping me out, and and just doing what they did for me. It's awesome. This is the incredible part because Sharon was actually the step out and serve coordinator for six years. She ran the whole entire uh, weekend program. And then the last two years you've been a site leader. Uh, even this year, even though your home was one of the houses that was picked, you were, you were at another site leading yes. a team of people, and I know, I know you and I know your husband so well, you guys have always just given so much of yourselves, and even the idea of having someone come and bless you, at first it's like, wait a second, you know, but you allowing a team of people, which they're going to show you some clips here of what they were able to do at the house. So tell us, Sharon, like, what does Step Out and Serve mean to you, and why is this so important? Why is it so important that we continue to do this year after year? Well, I just, I just think it's important just to be a blessing to others. Um, it's better to, to give than receive. And uh, I always say I was on a, um, a team with the, one of the pastors we picked, and what he had said was, if Shepherd Gate was not here, would the community miss us? 
And that's the question we need to ask ourselves. And I think the community would miss us because we're such a blessing. And we've been doing this for so many years to others. And I just think we should continue to uh, keep being a blessing awesome. to others. Amen. It's awesome. You guys, as a computer, you able to rotate? All right. All right, so this is her house here. As Sharon said, when I got there on Saturday, it was raining. And the, the people of Shepherd's Gate were covered in mud, literally from head to toe. One of our members thought that I should be covered in mud, so he gave me a huge bear hug. <laughs> and then tried to give me a shovel, and I said, I gotta go deliver more popsicles, I can't stay. <laughs> but you, my friend, are doing an amazing job. I mean, you can see. Uh, and I was like, how in the world are they gonna pull this off? And, and they did, they really did. Uh, so I don't know if you guys can click to the kind of the before and after pictures here. So you can just see the transformation. And this really, and there, there was stuff that happened inside as well as Sharon said, and this really just kind of represents all of the different homes uh, that we were able to minister to and, and do this kind of work for. So we're, again, we just thank God for that. Um, we're also uh, just really uh, happy to have JJ's house with us this morning. So this is uh, my friends Jason and Courtney Faraday. And uh, maybe, Jason, you could start, just tell us a little bit about your family and about JJ's house, how long it's existed and how you got started on this mission from God. Thank you. I'm Jason Faraday, this is my wife Courtney Faraday, my son JJ of JJ's house, my niece Lavette, my mom and dad. Um, we started uh, JJ's house back in 2013, and um, it all started, we are insanely blessed. We were able to adopt our son JJ um, in 2006, and ever since then just always had, uh, there was like the birthing of desiring to foster and to adopt and do those uh, components where there's a gap. So we moved back to Michigan in 2009, and uh, had always done outreach in the inner cities, whether it's Pontiac or Flint or Detroit, and it felt uh, God calling us to not just outreach, but also discipleship. So not kind of moving in and doing what we do and then leaving and missing out a seemingly a small component, uh, an important component. And so we started to drive around the city and, and pray and find out where God would have us uh, be in the city. Um, we ended up through multiple miracles um, landing in a house that we're in now, which we call JJ's house. And uh, I walked through it the first time before we even were able to put an offer on and God gave my wife a vision to open up the basement as a, a home for uh, pregnant moms, um, uh, unwed moms that don't have a place to stay. So we uh, moved in and um, started working on this 100-year-old house and uh, kind of feeling uh, one thing we shared with Tim when he was over on Sunday for our event that we do every year for the kids in the community is we felt like very kind of by ourselves in that first year. You know, we moved an hour, you know, away from most of our community, our family, et cetera, and just like, okay, God, we're here. Like, there's so much to do. We know what you've called us to, but what do we do? And 
Um, remember, uh, every time we do, we talk right now, by the way, Tim, I remember like another component that Shepherd's Gate was involved in. So uh, uh, Ashley Lerano and her family, I don't know if they're here or what, but amazing. They came down and did a party with a purpose and helped us raise funds for uh, a gate, a fence around the, uh, the, the yard. And they came down and did a bunch of other stuff. And then the Step Out and Serve five years ago came to JJ's house. And then past that, there were two plumbers that were just in the congregation when we were doing what we're doing right now this morning five years ago that came and did all of the plumbing pro bono in our transition home, which is a 2,000 square foot, like brand new home downstairs, three bedrooms, kitchen, et cetera. And so just to say, like, it was amazing because I didn't know you and you didn't know me, but it was like the heart was similar. So it was like a no-brainer for this body here to come down and be a part of that body there. And uh, there were, you know, a handful. So it was like one of those, like, stepping stones, like, foundations for us to be able to get, okay, God, like, you're putting in the hearts of all these other people a component of what you need to do through the city. So when we first drove down, we were driving around and praying, and we saw a billboard that said 61st annual walk for hunger, something like that. I was on a church. And God was super clear to the two of us that we weren't coming down to the city to do anything. He said, you're not coming down here to start anything. He said, my people have been down here for centuries working. He said, you're just coming down to be a part of something. And so that's exactly what Shepherd's Gate has done with us is they, you, you guys didn't come down to start something. You guys just said, hey, JJ's House is doing this. We want to be a part of something. Ironically, which JJ's House is not starting anything. It's a part of something. And that's how the body of Christ is supposed to work, right? The body of Christ is not lacking great ideas. It's just lacking hands and hearts and, right, so. That's right. It was incredible. It was my first time to be able to go down there and to see the, uh, this house. This house is gorgeous. It's beautiful. One of these old Detroit homes. Uh, they live in the upstairs, and as you said, they completely renovated the basement. And any of you, you're welcome to go and to tour this thing. You go down there, you think you're just in a regular basement, and you kind of turn left, and you go over this threshold, and you go into what looks like a whole separate house and living area. I mean, you guys did such an incredible job building bedrooms and bathrooms and a kitchen area and the living room and the dining room for moms uh, with their kids. I, it, it's, it's pretty awesome to see how God is... Again, you just stepped out in faith and God put the pieces together. Sure. But it hasn't always been easy these last few years. And maybe, Courtney, you could share like what you shared with me about how you guys first started off kind of you know, fostering kids. Mm -hmm. You went through a really difficult time. God then used that as a springboard right. for you to do the ministry that you're doing today. Yeah, so, the, so we all know that we have our ideas and God has different ideas. So our idea <laughs> was we were going to Detroit to start fostering, and that's what we did. We got our foster license. We started fostering. We took in a sibling group of four right away, which was really hard, um, all high-needs um, foster kids. And um, through that, there a, was a, a lot of things that happened through that. We had them for 19 months. The system was just kept turning over instead of like getting them into where they needed to be, um, kept giving... Um, mom and dad a separate chance and and watching this realizing that mom could have had a really good chance but because they weren't severing paternal dad's rights and he kept getting involved it kind of kept drawing mom back into a bad situation um so anyways long story short kids um ended up going to different houses once they went to different houses um 
one of the kids started, um, one of the kids' new foster parents started making accusations against us. And it was heart-wrenching for us because here we are giving everything, our son's future, moving to this area we know nothing about. And um, with our support that we had down there and our family, just praying that God would really um, just help us walk through this valley and not get burned through it. And uh, I remember one day, I think I told you, Tim, that our son had asked us, do you regret helping these kids? And I said, no. If things didn't pan out the way they did and God didn't protect us through all of that, I would still say the same thing. Those four kids are in a safe house now. They're doing well. Um, And so through that, obviously, we not only went through a really hard time because CPS was involved and in our house and in our our stuff all the time because of it and then came through and just um I mean through that God protected us but then in return we ended up getting um involved in a school system we would have never got involved with if we didn't have those foster kids and then on top of that now the same CBS workers that were involved with trying to prove or disprove what these allegations were, are now trying to place kids in our house. And we've built a relationship with them so much because they're in the city, we're in the city, and they're constantly in our house seeing what we're doing. And then on top of it, we ended up taking in a teen mom who did not have her child at the time. And just a couple weeks ago, God gave her her baby back. And now they're in our house together as a family. And so because of that, sorry. (laughs) It's a constant example of how God works all things for the good of those who love him. That just because you're going through a hard time doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or he's not with you. It means that he is with you. He's walking alongside of you. But he's got a greater purpose far beyond what we can see at that moment. So, That's awesome. And you wouldn't trade that for the world. That's what's incredible. (laughs) As you step out in faith, and I know people say this to you all the time, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you have people living in your basement and living there and like you said separated from your family and you're like this because this is what God has called us to do you go down and you do this incredible thing and then you literally go through this entire season of hardship and and I'm sure there was a lot of why God why here we're being obedient to you all because God is the God who can take any situation like you said and turn it around for good and that's exactly what he has done uh, in and through the two of you what an inspiration you are to us and so finally, maybe, Jason, you could just help us understand, if there's someone out here, maybe you're like, I need to do something. I need to do something bigger than myself. Maybe you're, you know, becoming an empty nester. Maybe you got some extra time on your hands. And this would be something that you would want to partner with. How could people of Shepherd's Gate partner with JJ's house? A uh, couple of ways. And one thing I wanted to say, too, was that uh, as we're talking, the thing that drives all of us, uh, we had shared this earlier, is that uh, Jesus Christ walked the earth and all he did was promote what he was for. So in every conversation we have with multiple people, we tend to hear almost instantly what people are against. And uh, early on, God spoke to Courtney and I very clearly. Um, You can't be against something without being for something. So you can't be against abortion without being willing to say, God, how are you going to just completely leverage my life to be for a teen mom and walk her through high school, college, etc.? So as we're all talking up here and you guys are all involved, whatever God's putting on your heart, whatever that thing is that he's saying, what, what, are you, what part of my heart are you for? That's what he's calling you to. So with JJ's house specifically, if there's something in your heart that you're saying, man, it's, as you're talking like, I'd love to be able to do this, uh, we would 
be honored honored to talk to you. Uh, other components we do, we spend a lot of time with the kids in our community. We do community nights every Friday night. So we say if you want to donate either your time to come down and hang out because there's multiple times we have people helping us and there's multiple times it's Courtney and I with 40 kids running around for five hours, which is a blast and we love it. It's chaos. It's like herding cats for four hours, right? So... But if you want to come down and be a part of that, Little Caesars gift cards. Um, obviously, we've got a great need with multiple families that live with us. So Kroger gift cards, I mean, financial, just utilities, things like that. Um, and then time spent, too. Um, I was sharing earlier, someone donated a van to us, and we just got it like two months ago, maybe. Had a 1,000 miles on it, and I looked at it yesterday. It had like 8,560 miles on it. So my wife is driving all the time to counseling appointments and doctor's appointments and things like that. So, you know, just the day-to-day -day stuff of uh, what you would need in your own home, we, we need it all, so. And they're going to be available after the service in the fellowship hall if you want to grab their brochure, learn more about them, uh, get their contact information. I know that they would love that, so. Um, and then also, uh, one of the um, other organizations that we were able to partner with, again, this year, it's our second year partnering, uh, with the Caleb White Project, you guys remember this from last year, the young man who started off in junior high school just seeing a need uh, in the homeless in Detroit and started his own organization. He's now, he's done so much work, so much incredible work. And uh, last year we had two sites, uh, this year we had three sites. And something unique this year is uh, he's really big on students leading, students being the leaders. And so uh, our students were then paired with his uh, students of his organization. So Anna, our brand new student director, uh, you were are part of this with Katie. So maybe just talk us through that and we're going to see some pictures here and you can tell us what God did through that. Yeah, I had the pleasure of co-leading these two different sites with Katie and with two of our youth. And ahead of time for one of these sites, Shelly Langloy and her team of volunteers were able to pack 50 backpacks full of school supplies for kids. And of of the backpacks that were handed out on this first day on the Saturday, the 50 were part of 275 backpacks full of school supplies that were given to kids who needed them in Detroit. Can we praise God for that? How cool is that? <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, that first day, our students, we took a bus down to Detroit, and we got to hang out with, you can see that picture on the left, we got to hang out with a bunch of kids, and um, yay was the word of the day, as you can see the, <laughs> the yay sign right there. We had so much fun, and um, that was the first day. It was called Impact for Backpacking. The second day, uh, we went to Genesis 2. It's a shelter for mothers and their children. It's also in Detroit, and we got to, uh, we got to hang out with these families on that day, too. Unique thing about this shelter is that when the when the boys of the families turn 13 they're taken out of the shelter and put into their own so the families are separated mothers of sons can you imagine being separated from your 13 year old boy and so this day that we got to go and spend time with uh, at the shelter, it was called Unity Day, and we got to bring the families back together and, and just celebrate. We had pizza, we had pop, we had a great time. Now, the, the special thing about these two sites, I said that I co-leaded them, and f first of all, Katie Davis, awesome co-leader with me, but we, we dreamed a little bit bigger than just bringing these activities to these kids in these backpacks, too. We thought, oh my gosh, what an awesome opportunity to have our youth be able to lead these events. There's a bunch of kids in this service. Kids, I want you to stand up right now. Can I have all the kids stand up? I'm looking at you, and I'm telling you right now, you guys can make a difference. 
raise your hand if you can if you can bring um, if you can bring crayons to Shepherd's Gate someday. Is that pretty easy? Yeah, and and keep your hands up if it's so easy for you to play tug of war with some other kids. Yeah, does that sound fun? <laughs> Do you guys like getting your face painted? Yeah. These kids did too. And, and I want two hands up for anybody in the room who likes playing with pinatas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun with these kids. And kids, you can sit back down. But youth and kids can make a difference. We were given this opportunity on, these, uh, on this weekend, on that Saturday and Sunday, to hand over this great project to Jillian Waskevich and to Ashley Chaffin. They're seniors in high school. And we said, dream big. Here's your budget. And they, they did. We had so much fun. We, we brought Polaroids down to these families. Um, adults, you guys lived through the 90s. You remember Polaroids? <laughs> They're great. They're coming back. They're making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> and so these Polaroids, we were able to instantly give these families pictures of themselves. And, um, and, and actually, we were able to, to take pictures of, I'll hand the microphone over to my husband in a second, but of, we were able to take pictures of Shaniqua and her family. Um, and so those, in little, uh, those little Polaroids are hanging up on their fridge. Um, but what a neat opportunity to, to be able to offer students the chance to share Christ and to empower them. It was, it was really cool. They did, our students did an amazing job. Yeah, my they favorite did. part is as the students were loading back up on the bus, the pastor came running over to the bus and he said, you guys did an amazing job. See you next year. <laughs> I thought, how cool is that? He's just, he's just planning for this to be a yearly thing that our church would come down because our kids did such a great job with their kids. So, um, and then the third, there was a third site with partnering with Caleb White. And RJ, you're brand new to Shepherd's Gate, right? You're from Minnesota. Are you a Vikings fan, by the way? No, man. All right. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I didn't ask I like you that. I the Packers. Answer. Yeah, pa oh, Packers. Oh. They're not going to listen to you now. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right, let's race that from our memories. This is your first time um, being at a step out site. You were there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Maybe just talk a little bit about your site and your uh, experience there. For sure. So, yeah, as Tim mentioned, this was my first ever step out and serve event. So I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. But um, all I knew is that I needed to be at this sketchy house in Detroit on Saturday and Sunday. So... I rolled up to the house a few days before to just to kind of see uh, what it was all about, just check out the outside and the inside. Um, it had a big nasty bush in the front yard, it had, it needed to get its lawn mowed um, on the inside, it just needed to get a good dusting top to bottom. Uh, Saturday I needed to go to the bathroom, so I went to the basement, um, and this bathroom was like straight out of a serial killer movie. <laughs> um, so like the toilet was kind of on a on a, like an incline so guys you have to like hold the lid up so you can go to the bathroom so it just was it needed a lot of tlc you know um so saturday was uh, kind of guys outside and girls inside guys outside were doing all the, uh, the yard work and uh, making it look nice outside doing the, the trimming and uh, edging and stuff and ladies were inside filling the pantry full of food and uh, dusting it from top to bottom um, Sunday then was a lot more of the grunt work. As you can tell, it, it's completely furnished. So Katie showed up with a 26-foot truck full of furniture at like 10.30. And I'm sitting here, we're not going to get this done today. We're going to be here till like Tuesday. Um, but by God's grace, he gave us enough volunteers, enough manpower to uh, get it all cleaned up, 
and things hung up on the inside as well as getting everything into the house. We had couches, we had a triple decker bunk bed being put together. We had washers and dryers going inside, um, you know, rugs, everything. So when this whole house was flipped and everything was done, this was a home that you could be proud to live in. Um, it was just really cool to then at the end of the entire long weekend to see really God's power and how God can take all of our special talents and abilities, bring them together and create a, a new home for a family who has had nothing forever. I mean, these kids have to fight over a couple of bikes now. They have games, toys, and books to read in the basement. Um, mom's got a nice comfy bed to sleep in, and it's just its a fantastic looking home now. And as you can tell, you can see the uh, expression on uh, Jamari's face there, and uh, Katie will talk about a little bit more about that here in a second. So, Katie, you're on the uh, Step Out uh, and Serve planning team. This is your second year. You're also on the Mission 13 team, and uh, you're, you were the connector to Caleb White last year. Uh, his mom's a personal friend of yours. So tell us how this all came together and what was kind of that defining moment for you. Yeah, so the great thing I love about Step Out and Serve is that when I'm thinking back to like that one impactful moment, that's the great thing. It's not one. It, the weekend's full of what I like to call all the feels, right? So we have panic, panic, um, humility, love, tears, teamwork, exhaustion beyond belief, a sense of accomplishment, gratitude, and did I mention panic? <laughs> So last year was my first experience with Step Out and Serve. Um, and after having two different projects with the Caleb White, I was very adamant coming into this year that I may have bitten off more than I could chew last year um, and that I wouldn't put myself in that situation again. So instead of two sites this year, as Pastor Tim said, we ended up with three. So <laughs> not sure how it worked, but uh, I had a great team behind me, so... Um, with the money for Mission 13, we were able to buy things that we couldn't get donated. So RJ had mentioned the triple bunk bed. We had three boys sharing a 10 by 10 bedroom. You can't get three beds in. So as generous as our network was in donations, very few people have a triple bunk bed hanging around. So we had to buy the triple bunk bed, um, new mattresses for the entire family, those soft memory foam mattresses that you just get to just melt into, um, a 26-foot U-Haul, which I drove around for four days. Um, I could back that thing up like a champ by the end of that week, and I, let me tell you. So... And we didn't have one load of a 26-foot U-Haul. We had two, so that's how much stuff we were bringing down there. Um, food, uh, all those type of things that we just couldn't get donated. And so with, as, with all of you, if you didn't get a chance to go to a site, you were all part of all 29 sites because of your generosity and giving within the church. So what was amazing to see is not only the people participating, but just the generosity of giving um, that really brought this together, as well as how far this Step Out and Serve reaches outside our four walls. So we had a great generous budget, but it still didn't supply everything we dreamed about for this family. People I didn't know in my neighborhood, my husband would text me and say, some guy just dropped off a $200 Kroger gift card, Katie, or a dresser showed up in our garage. Um, 
late Saturday night in the, the second load in the U-Haul, um, one of the, the stops I had made asked what this was for, how, how she was contributing, and she went through our divorce care. She wasn't part of Shepherd's Gate, but she's been affected by Shepherd's Gate, so was so excited to donate furniture. Um, my girlfriends that helped me both years, their social network, their neighborhoods, it's just amazing to see how a little dream can not only be helped by so many people in one room, but can just multiply as you extend. So it was really cool to see that. Um, finally, that little boy right there, Jamari, he's the youngest, he's five, and he is the most charismatic little kid you will ever meet. So on Saturday when we arrived down at the house, um, we had to unload my girlfriend's car, Casey, because we had to then drive the family to a hotel where they were staying at for the weekend. Jamari wanted to help me unload Casey's car, so he's helping me bring stuff in, and I was so excited and pumped up for the weekend. I'm like, Jamari, do you want a sneak peek of some of the stuff that we have in the first load in the U-Haul? Of course he did. So the U-Haul had bags of toys, furniture, the mattresses, all kinds of stuff that I thought was really going to excite him. And when I opened up that 26-foot U-Haul, it was not what he noticed. What he noticed were the grocery bags. And side note, curbside pickup is amazing when you have 252 items that need to be loaded into a car. And so I looked at his face, and he tugged on my shirt and had me lower down, and he goes, Miss Katie, and he whispers in my ear, can you leave some of that food here for me? And so that was it. I had tears in my eyes. Um, it was just the beginning of the weekend, but I knew with that smile when I told him, buddy, all of that food is for you. Um, he smiled from the depths of his soul. His smile was a smile of relief, a smile of gratitude. Um, it just came, and I knew that everything was going to work out, all that panic. Everything was going to work out, and it was going to be worth it. Him, his siblings, and his mom were going to have full bellies for months. So all the furniture and everything didn't hold a candle to that moment and that sense of relief in that child's eyes. So thank you all for your donations to Shepherd's Gate. Thank you for stepping out and thank you for letting us share. Didn't they do an awesome job this morning just sharing? And We want you to watch this clip because it'll kind of bring the whole house to life. Let's watch this. A single mom and her four children have a new place to sleep that's filled with lots of love. Shepherd's Gate Church in Shelby Township stepped up to fill the empty house with furniture, beds, and food. Shaniqua Floyd recently moved out of a homeless shelter into this home on Ferguson in Detroit. Yeah, she was just able to rent a home in the city, but had very little to furnish it. The church got word of her situation, and, well, they gathered donations to help her out. There's so many things from life that we take for granted. So to be able to be grounded, remember how blessed we are, and pass it on, it's everything. It's going to mean a lot. It's going to really mean a lot to me. Because me and my kids went from nothing to something. That's great. Well, until now, the four children had been sleeping on the floor with blankets. This was one of 30 service projects members and friends of Shepherd's Gate participated in throughout the weekend. Oh, beautiful home there. Pretty incredible church. And finally this morning, this is also uh, one of our traditions here at Shepherd's Gate on Labor Day weekend as the kids, the public school kids are going back to school this Tuesday. Parents are like, yay, right? <laughs> Ready to give them back. 
Uh, we want to just uh, thank and pray and honor our school teachers this morning, as I mentioned earlier, with the kits. Uh, if you're a school teacher, I hope that you will come up and grab one of these kits on your way out today. As I said, they're so popular that these ones have already been claimed by different school districts, so they really want you to take the ones over here. Um, but if you're a school teacher here this morning or you work at the school in some capacity, would you do us a favor this morning? Would you just stand so we can honor you and we want to close this time? We got everyone, right? Wait, no, no, you got to stay standing because this, this happened at 8.32. If you're a public school, private school, homeschool teacher, everyone, right? If you're a school counselor, if you're a school psychologist, if you're anything that you work at a school, I want to make sure that we get all of you, okay? All right. Uh, and we're just going to pray over you this morning and uh, just thank God for each and every one of you and the impact that you make because you do step out and serve every single day, just so you know that. You watch our kids for crying out loud. Uh, so every day we honor you, we value you, we thank you for what you do for our community. So let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, once again for the incredible weekend that we were able to be a part of, that you allow this church to be as generous as we are with our resources and with our time and our skills and our abilities and God, truly, we want you to get all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, and the seeds that were planted, the impact that was made. Uh, God, we're just blown away by what you did in and through your people last weekend. Father, this morning, we also just take time to recognize our school teachers, though that, those that are in our community day in and day out, and that they serve so faithfully, whether they're in a public school or a private school or they're a homeschool parent. God, we thank you for them and the call that you have put on their life. And we ask God now that you would just put your hand of blessing upon them, whether this is their first year of teaching or their 26th year or 30th year, whatever it may be, that God, once again, that you would just shine through them and let them know that what they do is so important and so valuable and that they are loved and appreciated by us as a church. So God, now we just pray your continued blessings, continue to call us to do what it is that you've called us to do as a local body of believers here at Shepherd's Gate, we love you and thank you for everything that you've given to us through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Now you can all stand now. We give teachers a hand. Don't forget your kids. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Again, uh, JJ's house is going to be out in the fellowship hall. If you want to meet them, talk to them. Just even high-five them and tell them what an incredible job they're doing. Uh, thanks so much for spending your holiday weekend with us, and we really hope you're here next week as we kick off our brand-new series, plus all of our adult kids' youth care classes as well. So God bless. Have a great holiday.